0: Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. How many of you know Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God? How many of you know that Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God? Oh, you guys are here with me this morning. All right. He talked about it a ton. In fact, one of some of Jesus's favorite phrases was this, and this is what the kingdom of God looks like. He loved saying those words cuz he was he was walking with disciples, he was walking with people who were trying to figure this God thing out. And so he loved bringing these words to them of here's what the kingdom of God looks like. Here's what it feels like. Here's what Here's how we should function in it. Here's your role in it. And Jesus loved talking about the kingdom of God. And so we just felt like God led us into this fall season for us as a church to really go in and dig into some of these places about the kingdom of God and to let it be illuminated in our hearts so that as followers of Christ that we could drop into these these moments with the disciples and with uh, the the early churches. They were learning about what the kingdom of God looked like. And so we're going to go there. And this next couple weeks, we're going to talk about the mission of the kingdom of God. And we're going to talk about it in kind of two spaces. The micro component, in other words, the day-to-day spaces of your life where the kingdom of God is breaking in and God wants to move through your life. And then next week, we're going to talk about the macro component. What does that look like for us as a church body? What does that look like for the global church? What are the things that God is doing right now that we oftentimes have no idea about because we oftentimes don't spend a lot of time talking about the missional component of the kingdom of God? And so we're going to have a fun time over these next couple of weeks kind of digging into these spaces. And today I want to focus in on kind of the micro component of the kingdom of God and how that is accessible to each one of us in our day-to-day lives. We just finished 21 days of prayer together collectively as a church, and, and, and through those seasons of prayer, through those seasons of seeking, God is always drawing us closer to himself to learn and to understand more about what is on his heart and the things that are are moving him. And and as we look at the kingdom of God, and as we look at what Jesus taught, Jesus made very clear his mission when he came to this earth. And, And two things that he spoke of pretty consistently. One, he said, I came to seek and save that which was lost. How many, you, how many of you are thankful that Jesus came and, seek and saved you, found you in this moment, wherever you're at in life, that he came in pursuit? I'm so grateful that's, that's part of the mission of heaven. And then the other thing that he said to do uh, that he, he was here for was to destroy the works of the devil. Right? So there's this reality that we live in the world that's around us, a world that desperately needs to know the hope that comes in the purpose of Jesus Christ and the mission of heaven. And Jesus said, here's, here's what I came to do. To seek and save the lost, right? And to destroy the works of the devil. And so as the church family, as the body of Christ, as followers of Jesus, how many of you know Jesus passed that mission on to us? So in other words, when you look at your life and when you interpret purpose and mission and vision and all those types of things, I can tell you right now they're going to centralize around a couple of things. Why? Because they're the mission of heaven. To seek and save the lost to, out of our lives that people should be coming to know the person of Jesus Christ because of what they see in you and I, right? And then also to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that we we go and try and conquer nations? No, what it means is, is that in the world that we live in today, how many of you know it's a little broken? And it's broken because of this thing called sin. And sin has impacted my life, it's impacted your life, and we see the devastation of it all around the world Today, but God has given power to the church to enter into those broken spaces and to bring light, to bring life, to bring the kingdom of God into those moments that brings wholeness and health. And so everywhere that the local church is, God is breaking through. Heaven is breaking through into those spaces and bringing wholeness to people's life. That's how we destroy the works of the devil. And there's lots of platforms for that in our lives. We all know the spaces of addiction. We all know the spaces of brokenness in our our emotions and our mindsets and all those things. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing in us, is creating in us the kingdom of God so that it can be spread into the world and the environments that we're in. And so We're really called by Christ to carry on the mission that he began. And so today I want to talk a little bit about the kingdom. And I want to talk about how that looks as we interact with what the kingdom of God is both doing in us and through us. Um, And we're going to see the words of Jesus and some of the the things that we see in the New Testament kind of open up that world to us. How many of you know the kingdom of God is much bigger than what's going on here in Boise, Idaho? I know that's really hard to believe because we are the center of the world, The universe, some might say, but the reality of it is, is that the kingdom of God is so much bigger, so much bigger, and God is doing things all over the world, and yet He's also doing things right here and now in the present for you and I, and through you and I. And it's important for us to understand what Scripture teaches us about that, because it will help us to form and shape how we function in our day-to-day lives. So I want you to turn with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is actually one of my favorite passages of Scripture when it comes to just us understanding the kingdom of God and our, our role in this, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And this is actually a passage of Scripture that we use with our missions teams constantly because it's a mindset, a framework that we need to get our hearts aligned with if we're actually going to live our lives with purpose. How many of you believe that Jesus lived his life with purpose? From beginning to end, he knew exactly why he was here And what he was doing. And how many of you know that he wants you to live in that kind of clarity as well? So we're going to dig into scripture today. And we're going to let that kind of clarity come to our hearts. So that when you get up tomorrow morning, there's purpose to what you're doing. And I'm not saying that you don't right now. I'm just praying that it's more clarified because of what we talk about today. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to be in verse 19. And here's what it says. I'm reading out the New Living. It says, For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sin against them. Can I get a big amen right there? Man, I'm so grateful God is not counting my sin against me any longer. It goes on to say, he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So I just want to pause for a moment. The work that God did in you of forgiving you of your sin and no longer counting that towards you. Now, from that platform, from that place, that joy of forgiveness, now you and I have the responsibility, the invitation, to carry a message of reconciliation to the world that we live in. We've been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ, and now we get to carry that same message. And it goes on to say this, so we are Christ's ambassadors. Everybody say ambassadors. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. I want you to think about that this morning because most of us think that the gospel stands independent of us. But scripture clearly tells us right here that God's appeal, the message of the gospel is happening through you, through me. As we gather here this morning, as people join us online, the message of the gospel, the hope of the kingdom is happening through us. It's not just happening to us or around us. And that's important for us to recognize because you are a key part of that. If you are an ambassador and the appeal is coming through you, then you have to recognize you have a key part to play in this message of reconciliation and hope getting To our world. So it says, God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, Come back to God. That is exactly the message that Jesus was saying when he came to seek and save the lost. He had to tell people, You're lost. You're missing the kingdom. You're missing what God has for you. Come back to the Father. Come back to the kingdom. And that is the message of the church. We are on mission to be ambassadors, those who would carry a message for our king. Let me bring this back. You are part of a kingdom, and that kingdom has a king. And he has set you and I with authority to go and be ambassadors to our world. To carry this message of reconciliation of broken people to a holy God to carry this message that Jesus was the mediator that now gives them and us hope. Are you guys with me this morning? We have such an incredible privilege and invitation from God to carry this message of the kingdom. Why? Why? Because Jesus came and He set this message into play, into action in the earth, and then He invited His followers to come and be a part of that. You're not just part of a church, you are part of a kingdom. And as we think about that in our lives, I want you to think of it this way, that the local church is on kingdom mission. And to remind you, you are the church. You and me. It's It's not the church up the street's responsibility, it's not pastors and leaders. No, no, no. We are the church. Each one of us individually make up this beautiful thing called the body of Christ, the church. And the church has been commissioned by God to carry this message of reconciliation to the world that we live in. Therefore, we must be on kingdom mission. My wife and I were talking about this this week and and she was actually went back and looked at the word ambassador. and, And really the word ambassador means one who is sent or sent one. And so my wife came up with this little cute phrase, and so I told her I would share it today. Here's what it says. It says, uh, we are sent to represent. Somebody should make a t-shirt out of that. What do you think? Sent to represent. And I mean this in the most clear way that I can this morning. God has sent you into a dark world to represent a kingdom of light. God has sent you into a broken world to represent a kingdom of wholeness and health and beauty and life and love. That's, that's why you are still breathing air today. is because there is a purpose in what God has set in your life to carry this message, this beautiful message of love and reconciliation to the world. Here's how Jesus said it. And I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. Pastor Jason loves this translation. Uh, I'm going to read it to you today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. If you've got your Bibles, turn there real quick. I'll give you one second. Many of you probably know this passage. Here's what it says. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It says, your lives light up the world. I love that. Let others see your light from a distance, for how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it under, uh, hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's placed where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. Now listen to this. So don't hide your light, let it shine brightly before others, so that the commendable things you do will shine as light upon them and then they will give their praise to your father in heaven i love jesus's commission right here it's not obscure it's not hmm, i wonder what he was saying jesus clearly says you are light i have placed light inside of you now shine don't hide don't, don't move off to the side. Don't, don't put yourself in obscure locations. When you're at work, don't hide in your cubicle. I'm just trying to bring this real practical to us. Students, when you're at school walking down the halls, don't put your head down and pretend like nobody can see you. Like parents, when you're at home, don't hide in your room like, from your kids. Just like there's this reality that we were meant to shine and shine what? We're meant to shine the glory of God in a darkened world. And Jesus said, hey, listen, how they're going to see that, most of your translation says, through your works, through how you live your life, through the little things that you're doing day in and day out. Being a parent, stewarding your finances, how you conduct yourself. All of those things are examples of exactly what Jesus was saying here. Hey, you're a light, so be a light. Everywhere you go and in everything you do, don't hide that away so that people are questioning and wonder who who is that? What are they? No, Jesus is saying, "Hey, let your light be seen by the people that are around you. They desperately need. Listen to me: the light that comes from your life. I'll say that again: people around you in your light desperately need the light that comes from you, because." Scripture clearly tells us that they are actually walking in darkness. That's why they're called lost. That's why the family members and the friends that are around you, the people that you're journeying with in life that are struggling and don't know the hope of Jesus Christ, they're lost. They need somebody to shine some light on their pathway so that they can do exactly what is here. They can come and praise the Father. They can come into relationship with Him and know the hope that you and I experience on a daily basis. Come on, church. I don't, I don't know what you think your mission is, but Jesus has clearly described to us it's probably more than we're giving credit to day in and day out of our lives. I'm afraid that too many of us aren't going to finish this journey and, 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 and at the end of the journey go, man, we spent our lives well for the kingdom of God. I'm more concerned that we're going to get to the end of this journey and go, man, I wish I would have spent myself more for the mission in the kingdom of God. And as a pastor and leader, my my responsibility is to point your eyes towards Jesus and say, He's amazing. He's wonderful. Give Him everything that you've got and live in the mission of what He's called you to. Church, we just got too many amazing opportunities. And I, I know everybody right now is really bummed about what's going on in the world. I'm weird. I am super excited. Because I believe as the world gets darker, the true church, the church of Jesus Christ that is bearing the name of Christ gets brighter and brighter and our communities and our world desperately needs that from us. So church, we can't hide. You can't hide. You are are commissioned by God as an ambassador to carry His Word to the world that we live in. We represent Him in how we live out the fruits of the Spirit through our life every day. In everything that we do, there's a reason why Scripture calls the fruits of the Spirit the fruits of the Spirit. It's because they're fruit that's being born from a life that is in connection with the Spirit of God. So as you think about your life, and as you think about what Jesus was saying here in Matthew chapter 5, your good works, that people around you are going to see them, and they're going to glorify God. They're going to be drawn to the kingdom of God because of what they see in your life. And then we go into Galatians chapter 5. I don't know if you guys noticed this this morning, but 2 Corinthians 5. Matthew chapter 5 and Galatians chapter 5 are our passages. Okay, that was cool to me, not to you. (laughs) Galatians chapter 5, turn to Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. And we're going to get into this space because this is really the nuts and bolts of it today. Jesus commissioned us. He sent us. He gave us very clear assignment as to what we're going to do. And he said, hey, listen, I want you to live in this way. And he talks about the kingdom constantly, and we're going to continue to dig into that. But but he told us to go be light with the way that we live our lives. And then he gives us example of that through the apostles in Galatians chapter 5 and teaches us what that life actually looks like to be lived out by the Spirit in our community. Here's what it says, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Translation, the work of God, the work of the Holy Spirit inside of you is producing something. I'm trying to look at everybody as I can today in your face. Um, Doug. Um, God is producing something in your life. There's a work that the Holy Spirit is, in, is doing inside of you every day that you are breathing air. There's something that the Holy Spirit has planned for you today. There's something that He has planned for you tomorrow. And the reality of that is, is that plan is in play in your life. And Galatians reveals to us those things that God is doing in your heart and in my heart, in my life and in your life, so that we can go be light to the world that we're in. Here's what it goes on to say. Here's what the kinds of fruit just like apples and bananas and grapes and kiwis and all those types of fruits that we enjoy to partake in. Here's the fruit that should be produced in your life through the work of the Holy Spirit in you. Here's what it is. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law Against these things. In other words, when you live these things out with your life, you don't need laws to surround you because these laws will govern you. They will teach you how to live your life well. I just want to rewind for a second. If in our world people lived and demonstrated love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control, we would have no need for law. Think about that. This is the picture of the culture of the kingdom of heaven. This is literally heaven being brought to earth through our lives. If we lived out of this space, there would be no need for law because the law would be love, joy. It would govern the way that we interacted with each other. We would never be selfish. That'd be okay, huh? We would always be patient with one another. We would show kindness and gentleness towards each other. Uh, husbands and wives, I just want you to think about this in your marriage. What, I mean, what would your marriage look like if the fruit of the Spirit was being born in us constantly? And here's what I want to remind you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in you daily. Husbands, God gave you a wife to teach you kindness and patience and gentleness and self-control think the self-control probably more comes in the kid category, but I just like God brought us into relationship with each other to learn the fruits of the Spirit as the Holy Spirit is working on it in us. You guys with me this morning? The kingdom of heaven is being formed in your home. It's being formed in your workplace. It's being formed in your school. When we live out of the work that God is doing in us, it will pour out through us to the world that's around us. I love Galatians. Verse 24 goes on to say, those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Here's where many of us are hung up a little bit because we like some of our passions and desires. So, yes, we're being formed as a new creation in Christ. We all know that verse. But there's a reality of the work of sanctification that's taking place inside of us where some stuff still needs to die. There's still some selfishness. There's still some passions that we have, some desires. I don't know what it is for you. Could be wealth, could be control could just be peace. could be all kinds of different things. There's passions and desires that that are innately at work inside of our human flesh. And what the Word of God is saying here is, hey, those those that are followers of Christ, those that are following Jesus, are learning how to take those things and nail them to the cross every day. It's the same reason why Jesus said these words, if you want to come and follow me, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross and come follow me. In other words, you've got to say no to some of those things that are fleshly in your personal desires so that you can live in the fruits of the Spirit and be light to the people that are around you. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to be transformed into the image of Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit's doing in you and I. goes on to say, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I don't know if you've ever noticed that before, but I'm going to read that one more time. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. This is one of the worst things I think about the gospel that is being created in America today, is that we think that God's okay with certain areas of our life not being submitted to His kingdom plan and His will. I just want to boldly say to you, He's, He wants every part of you. And here's the cool thing about God. He's just patient enough to wait you out. All all the space of your life, like, God, I'm going to hold on to that one for a little while. He's like, okay, I'm with you. But at some point in time, you're going to yield that to me. And, And the truth is, every time we yield something to him, it's just better. It's just way better. Like, he really knows what he's doing with your life. He really knows what He's doing with your marriage. He really knows what He's doing with your kids. He really knows what He's doing. And when we yield those spaces of our life, those control spaces, that's really what it's all about. Right? We just want to be boss. And He is so patient with us. He demonstrates to us the fruits of the Spirit by being patient and kind to you and me when we don't deserve it. It's the fruit of the Spirit being lived out in our relationship with the Father and that. Here's what I want you to know. He's inviting you, hey, if you'll just give these things to me, if you'll just yield them to me, it'll get way better. But he wants every part. Those little things that you've been holding on to for years, he he wants those. The little attitudes that you say, well, that's just part of my personality. No, it's not. It's just sin in your life. That one hurt a little? Come on, we we like to paint all these nice Human terminology is about, but really it's just the brokenness of our lives. Let's just be honest. It's the sin of our life. And Jesus is just saying, Hey, I just want to take care of that in you because it will cause you to shine my light more brightly. He's not mad at you. He's not frustrated with you. He's not looking at the broken spaces of your life and just going, Are you ever going to get this taken? No, He's just, He's so patient with us in that journey. Come on, church. This is the Jesus that we're following. And this is his invitation. And then it goes on to say, and let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. I love how the contrast in Galatians chapter five is the beauty of the kingdom of God. Love, joy, peace, patience, all the things that everybody here would be like, yeah, I want that in my life. And that contrasts with how we normally live down here of provoking one another, being conceited and jealous. Like, it's really the contrast of the kingdom of God and the brokenness of the world that we live in. And God's saying, hey, listen, put off all that stuff. It's just messy. The conceited jealousy, being frustrated with each other, being offended at each other. Like, just, just put it off. Try this on for size. Try being patient with one another. Kind, gentle, loving. We, we're going to spend a lot of time on the word love here in the, in the future, but there's just so much wrapped up in the beauty of, of how God's invited us into kingdom mission and living with Him. And it goes into, listen to me, and this is where we're going to get to this morning, it goes into the little spaces of our lives. This is the micro component of the kingdom mission of God being lived out through you and I. We, we know the macro component. We, we like to talk about it. Go and make disciples of all. Yes, yes, but how do I do that daily as a dad? How do I do that as a husband? How do I do that as a pastor and leader? You and your life. Put it in the context of how you live your life. Because the little things, listen to me, really matter. They really matter a lot. Because people are watching. And they're watching your life to see what the kingdom is about. In case you're wondering, Jesus is not going to return until he's ready to call us all home. So the Jesus that people see is you. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And so when you look at the little things, they they really matter. I want to read this little meme to you that that I saw the other day. Emily gave it to me, and I love what it has to say. Here's here's what it says. It says, God affects our world through the instrumentality of ordinary people doing lots of normal things. Let's say that again. God impacts our world through people just doing lots of little things normal things, and here's how they do it differently. Differently than what they see around them. Working without complaining. Relating without superiority. Learning with intellectual humility. Loving without pride. Forgiving. Serving privately and quietly without being seen. In my experience... A Christian life is marked by the daily pursuit of making incremental progress in these mundane, seemingly insignificant areas of our daily life. They're micro steps of revealing the kingdom. I love that. When we think about all the spaces of our lives, when we think about how we raise our kids, parents, when we think about how we do our jobs, the type of employee or employer that we are. When we think about our relationship with our neighbors, and I mean like literally your neighbors, the people that live next door to you, your connection with them. Do they know your name? Do you know their name? That, that space for us. How about how we steward our time, our talent, and our treasure? All the little things of life. Listen, is the kingdom of God being expressed through you and me. I want you to think about that this morning, because this is what Jesus invited us into. He invited us into this new reality that the fruits of the Spirit are going to be born through your life in the seemingly mundane little spaces of life. The things that we write off all the time as just unimportant. Moms, the time that you spend with your kids, helping them learn and study. Helping them learn how to clean their room, how to to be kind to one another. Those little conversations that you're having day in and day out that you're exhausted by. I know this because I have a wife who processes this every day. Those are important moments. They matter. Employees, the way that you talk at work, the way that you spend those little extra minutes that when you're on the clock and and the integrity that you have in those moments. The way that we we come alongside and serve the leadership that God puts us under and and really empower them to, to fulfill what they're called to do. All of those things, listen, they matter. Because every one of those things is revealing the kingdom of God to the world that is around us. And listen, I love what that meme said, and we should be doing them differently. There should be something different about the way that we parent our kids. There should be something different about the way that you live your life. There should be something different about the words that are coming out of your mouth different than what we see around us in our world. Why? Because the kingdom of God is nothing like the world that we live in. That's why Jesus came and said, let me show you the kingdom. Because the world had messed it all up. And so Jesus came to reveal it. Listen. Through his life. And now he's revealing it through your life and through mine. Church, listen. The kingdom mission that we're on is so much more important than the purpose that most of us get up with every day in our heart. A lot of times we get up begrudgingly in our day to go and just do another day. But if we were to live our lives on mission and understand the Holy Spirit's work in us to produce love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, it's so that you can bring that to the environments that you're in every day and somebody gets to experience the kingdom of God through you every day. Somebody gets to experience love, joy, peace through you every day. We talk about the mission of the kingdom of God being this grandiose, and it is, but it's broken down into the the minutes of your day and how we represent Christ in the areas that God's called us to. The little things have big impact. Moms, I keep talking to moms today, but I just this is this is real to me because I see too many moms getting frustrated with the day to day process of being a mom, and you guys have the greatest impact on our world. And I mean that honestly. Like what you're doing with kids in the frustrations of conversations in the moments you just want to choke those little people out. and Like all of, I know none of you would do that, right? But it's a real, those are so important because your kids are beginning to see the kingdom of God because you're revealing it to them and how they live and how you live. Church, it's just so important, the little moments of life. This is kingdom mission. It's the little moments of our life, day in and day out, us living those out differently than what we see in the world around us. Here's the reality. That follow as followers of Jesus, the mission that we are on is both individual and corporate. Both micro and macro. As we look at the days ahead and we look what's going on in the world around us, they're there couldn't be a more important time for you to take inventory on the little things that you're doing day in and day out to represent the kingdom of God. And, and today I just want to really give you an invitation in your prayer life and just your relationship with God to say, Holy Spirit, I'm inviting you to come and, and produce inside of me the fruits of the Spirit. What I'm inviting you, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you permission. We, we did that in worship today. God, we just yield everything to you. Best place you will ever be in your life is when you're yielding yourself to what God wants to do in you. I just want to challenge you this week as you're thinking in your prayer life, as you're driving in your car, as you're at the grocery store, whatever spaces you're in, moms, the conversations you're having with your kids, to in those moments say, God, would you, would you do your Holy Spirit work in me to produce a fruit of the Spirit right now that demonstrates to the world that I'm around your loving kindness. How many of you know, like the cashiers that you're hanging out with at the store, and people are grumpy with them and mad because they're slow or whatever's going on and have to wear a mask or whatever's happening in that moment? How many of you know that you can bring the kingdom of God right there in that moment? You can bring a peace to that moment in somebody's day, and they just experienced the kingdom of God through you. These things are so, so so often overlooked and yet so, so important to the mission of the kingdom of God. Here's what I want to do this morning. We're going to jump into our groups here in a second and just talk through a little bit about this space. But I just want to pray over us today because I believe that there's a missional work that God wants to do in each of our hearts. And again, a lot of times when we think missions, we think of everything that's going on internationally. (laughs) Or we think of the last outreach we did to our neighborhood. Can I tell you? Really, the mindset of the kingdom of God is that every morning you get up, you're on mission. There's a mission to be performed through your life, and the kingdom of God is going to come through you into the environment and spaces we're in. And I'm going to pray for us this morning that something would change in our minds, that we would have a different awareness of that as we head into this week, that our hearts would be tuned to the rhythms and and the mission of heaven so that we're postured in such a way that we're thinking through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Will you guys join me this morning? Father, we we thank you, Lord, for your presence here today, God. We thank you for the power of your word, God, to reveal and to enlighten us, God, to the way that you're doing things. And Lord, we want to be a people, Lord, a local church that is on kingdom mission. God, that as we think about just the day-to-day components of our life, Lord, Lord that we Lord would align ourselves with the work of your holy spirit in us God to produce inside of us the fruits of the spirit. And Lord we're inviting you right now God to come and have your way in us today God. Produce this type of life in us. Lord I just pray for those that are maybe watching online today or or in this room today that don't know you Jesus yet as their personal lord and savior. Lord, we thank you that you made the way to the Father very simple. Lord, that we confess you as Lord, and Lord, we we receive your forgiveness of sin. And Lord, I just pray over each heart and life today, God. Lord, if there's those that are here today that have not begun that relationship, Lord, we just, what we pray is they begin that conversation with you today, God, that you would draw ever closer, near to them, God. Lord, for those of us that have begun that journey, God, Lord, but, but you're taking us to different places in You, new steps in You, God. Today, I pray that You'd give us the courage and faith to say yes to the work that You're doing, God. And Lord, respond to the development of the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, in our lives. Lord, that we could be on kingdom mission and be salt and light to the world that we're in. God, thank You so much for Your Spirit and Your presence, God. Lord, would You lead us as we just go into times of discussion together today, God. Lord, would you guide, Lord, our hearts, Lord, into deeper truth in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.